Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. It was a very cold and rainy day for a July in Ohio. And it wasn't the kind of day you would have a barbecue, you know, sitting outside on your deck with your grill, rain coming down, drizzling, making you miserable, getting all wet. Not super wet, but that constant wet, soft rain, that steady wet that just eats at you, gets into every pore of your skin, every bit of fabric on your body, just makes everything stick to you. And the humidity's still there. That's one thing about Ohio. In the summer, it's as hot in Ohio as it is in Orlando or New Orleans. Just as humid, it seems. Maybe more humid. The clouds just come up and slam right into the Allegheny Mountains. And they have nowhere to go. And just sit there and drop their wares for sale. But you gotta go to Walmart because you forgot that you're out of mustard. You're short on mayo. You could use more mayo. Been making a lot of salads. A lot of ham salad this summer. A lot of picnics. And your mayonnaise is low. Your mustard's about out. And pick up a couple packs of hot dogs while you're there. You could always use a couple packs of hot dogs. If you want s'mores, get s'mores. It just goes on and on. The list of items grows. It goes from a quick run to the dollar store for a bottle of mustard to a trip to Walmart and a real commitment to shopping and a gallon of milk. And don't forget buns if you're going to get the hot dogs. Of course you're going to get the buns. Why are you even asking? I mean... Who buys hot dogs and doesn't buy the buns? I mean, if you're going to go to Walmart, you might as well get the buns to go with the hot dogs. Why do you even discuss it? Why do we even talk about it? But don't get any ice cream because the new ice cream place is open down the street. 
And we're going to go try the new place. We don't want, you know, we don't want to buy ice cream. Just sit in our freezer for a month. When there's a new ice cream place opening up right down the street. We got to try it. And it goes on and on. And these are the battles. And these are the little things that keep us going every day. I love being a human being. And I love what I just said to you. And I love describing my life or your life you probably couldn't tell the difference between my life and yours if we actually put them side by side and pickles don't forget to get some pickles if you're the one that likes pickles so if you want pickles get them otherwise if you think we have enough don't get them and double a batteries you gotta have some double a batteries and cat food and get a case of cat food. It's cheaper if you get it by the case. <laughs> this cat eats better than most people do. I swear. Fancy feast. Yeah. But yeah, I went to Walmart on a rainy kind of chilly, windy day in July. And I got to the parking lot and um, I started to walk up to the store and I realized I forgot my mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it happens. I forgot my mask. I didn't... I keep one in the visor of my car and I keep a couple in my glove box and... I'm very conscientious about it. I, I understand, you know, and it's not a big disruption in my life to wear a paper mask on my face. And uh, to be quite honest, I don't know if I want to breathe your droplets any more than you need to breathe in my droplets. So I'm kind of all for this, you know, gloves, mask, safe distance thing. I can't tell you how many times I went to a movie theater and somebody would cough on the back of my neck. And you could feel their whatever, their stank, their droplets of water, whatever they want to call it, their stink-ass breath, like landing on your neck and landing in your hair. I mean, literally, oh my gosh. And you're sick before you get home. Before you get home, your nose starts to swell up. Your sinuses start to plug, and you're like, oh, I cannot believe... Why would a guy go to the movie theater to cough on somebody else? Like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you cover up your mouth? So, I mean, I get it, as far as that goes. But it is easy to forget. And I was halfway to my to the door of the Walmart... When I realized I have a mask and the people standing there, they had three greeters out there because I guess people were being difficult and they were looking right at me and I'm a big guy, you know, I'm a tall, big guy. And I was, they probably were like, Oh no, not him, please. You handle him. But they were lucky. I'm a soft hearted guy and I'm a conscientious citizen and a good, good sport. I realized looking at everybody else, looking at me, and I'm the only one 
you know, you're the only one in the room <laughs> doesn't have a mask. I realize I don't have a mask. Shoot. So I turn around and go back and get my mask. And right when I went to get my mask out of my car, that's when it happened. A woman pulled up beside me and she slammed her car door. And she had her jingly key chain with a hundred keys on it and little pepper spray hanging off of it and little doodads and little fobs hanging off of it. This keychain must have been six inches long and couldn't even fit in a normal purse. She had to have this huge purse. She slams the car door and she um, puts on her sunglasses, jingling her keys, can't get them in her purse, and she's just really mad. Boy, she's mad. And I want to describe her, because you probably know from the title of this where it's going, but she had short, blondish brown hair and a huge purse and jingly keys and um, nice car, nice car and, uh, you know, nice figure. She's a very, you know, well put together lady and uh, flip flops, of course, they have to have their flip flops you know, they can't be bothered to wear shoes to Walmart and she was quite animated and projecting and I reached and I undid my car door and what caught my attention was she pulled in so fast she kind of startled me and I wasn't really particularly fond of her pulling in that quickly beside me uh, I wasn't quite between where she was parked in the car and I thought now, don't say nothing. Leave her alone. And I hit my door lock, and I uh, reached inside the car real quick and pulled my mask from the visor, and then I just locked my car back up. And So in the space of her fiddly-fiddly farting with her keys behind you know, her trunk of her car and me getting my mask, we were practically standing side by side. She looked up at me and went, huh, and walked away. I'm like, okay, I didn't say anything. And this is what normally happens. You don't say anything about them you know, roaring into a parking space and kind of startling you. But then they give you a humph for whatever reason, a rump rump, And you don't even know what you did. But like a slow train coming down the track, <laughs> the storm was a-brewing in the parking lot. Now I'm getting wet because it's rainy and it's windy and it's kind of yucky out. And I'm running back and forth to my car. I'm not the fastest guy in the world. So I'm starting to get wet. My shirt's getting sticky and I'm really getting uncomfortable. And that plays into this. I'm very uncomfortable. I just want to get inside. So, this lady and I walk up to the uh, one-way-in, one-way-out door of the Walmart. And like I said, like that train just up barreling down the track, right in the middle of me trying to do something, she was between me and the door. And they were taking care of her, so I just stood there, and then another person walked up, and they were just standing there. And there's about six of us by the time we realized we were in trouble, is she's not wearing her mask. 
I'm not wearing a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. I have a doctor's note. I don't have to wear a mask. It's not a law. I don't have to wear a mask. And she's just going on and on and on and on and on. And somebody in the crowd of the five or six of us standing there waiting made the most horrible mistake a human being could ever do. He was a young man. He had a beard, a little gouteyish beard and a little bob of hair on his head. Um, and I call them not tops, but I think there's another word for them. But they were predicted in science fiction and fantasy literature in the late or mid-1980s. They were called not tops. I think it was Frank Miller or was it Alan Moore? Alan Moore invented them in Watchmen. That's right, they were invented. He predicted them. And there they were. There he was. One of Alan Moore's not-tops. With his little, little goutte beard and his little bob of hair on his head. All done up in rubber bands. And he's wet and he's holding a umbrella over his head. And he picks up his phone. He starts to film the woman from the side. And he goes, <laughs> Karen's gone wild. I caught one in the wild. This is going on Facebook. Those were the last words he spoke. Probably for a long time. Because right about around the time he mentioned Facebook, her purse came across the side of his head. She lashed right out, knocked him and his camera out into the parking lot, into the road, I guess the driveway, the lane, whatever you want to call it, between the parking lot and the store. And his phone was just, it was gone. It was shattered. And I think his jaw was shattered too. It was a perfect hit. When she hit him, she hit him perfectly on the side of the jaw and the head. And I heard a pop noise. I've heard that noise before. A perfect pop. It was either his jaw breaking or it coming out of joint. But he went down like a sack of potatoes. I mean, he crumbled, like, straight down. Uh, his knees and his butt, like, hit the ground at the same time. He folded up like an accordion. And he actually fell forward, his arms over his legs. And his head went between his knees. And he was out cold. And I mean cold. I uh, I had my mask on at this time because I was trying to get in the store. And I said, what, what are you doing? Why did you do that? And I walked a few steps over and I rolled the boy up onto the curb out of the lane. The driving lane so he was safe. And I kind of like laid him on his side. And, a, and another gentleman helped me. And we picked his legs up and pulled him up onto the curb sidewalk in front of the store. And uh, just kind of 
put him on his side so that, you know, make sure he was breathing. And um, he had a trickle of blood coming out of his forehead and his mouth. And I reached for my phone. And I was having trouble because I have a bigger iPhone manipulating it with one hand and holding on to the boy with the other. And I said, he, he's definitely going to need help. We're going to get 911 here. And I kind of held my phone up and fiddled with it. She goes, you're not filming me too. And she swung that purse. And she connected with my hand and the phone. And my phone flew out of my hand and skidded about eight feet away into the lane that I just pulled the boy out of. And sure as hell, somebody in an F-150 pulled right up and ran my phone over. Ran it over right there. My phone's gone. And I'm like, as politely as I could say, lady, I'm trying to call 911. This kid is in distress. You heard him. You, like, really heard him. And the everybody was calling 911 now, and another person was filming her. Well, she saw that other guy filming her, and that's when things really got ugly. She just started to scream. And I mean scream. And it was like an eruption. It was like a Kamehameha explosion of energy and power from her from her throat and she just started to shake and she dropped her purse and the greeters came over and said we're, we're contacting 911 I'll just hold him here and the lady gave me like her smock like it was like a covering to roll up and put under his head to get it off the concrete. When I tried to pick up his head, then he kind of woke up a little bit and he really let out a gasp of pain. And I said, he's, he's hurt really bad. We got to get him some help. So I was looking at the young man who obviously probably had a broken jaw and the Walmart worker and this other gentleman were helping me. And we were talking, and we were trying to cushion his head with this little smock that we rolled up. And I was trying to position him a little bit back, because by now the F-150 was backing up. I noticed that out of the corner of my eye, and beeping his horn, and something was really bothering that man, and he was pointing. And I looked up, and this woman throwing a fit in front of us was changing she was growing in size her arms were literally expanding out of her body like two massive tentacles and her legs had like fallen to the ground and almost like a slug she was transforming into some kind of creature, some kind of behemoth, some kind of otherworldly monster. More tentacles started to expand 
out of her body, and her eyes and her head rolled back into her body, and a huge gaping mouth appeared in her abdomen. Her head just literally folded into her body, for lack of a better term. Her legs gone, her flip-flops crushed under the weight of this slug's body expanding in every direction. She was going to overtake our position. I told the man helping me, we got to get him up. And I grabbed the boy by his arm and I got to my feet. I raised him up and he moaned and kind of yelled in the most painful way. The man grabbed him under the shoulders. We got him up and I threw him over my shoulder in a fireman's carry. And with his help, I mean, he was a big kid. We got him up and we started running down the lane. So the three of us carrying this young man ran down towards the gardening section. I had my back to whatever was going on there. Cars beeping the horns, people screaming, children running. Pure pandemonium. You could start to hear a thumping sound. The tentacles of this creature were so large now, they were striking the cars in the parking lot, thrashing at the F-150 trying to back up alongside of me, seeing what we were doing and seeing what was happening, flipped his Ford around. He did a perfect Huey and barely hit a car parked with his rear bumper. And he blasted his horn and put his driver's window down and said, Look, get him in the back. Get him in the back. I'll take him to the hospital. Get him in the back. The man and the worker from Walmart jumped into the back of his Ford pickup. We laid the boy down in the back. And I said, Just go. Just go. And they took off. The hospital was just up over the hill and not far away. I knew exactly what this man was thinking, and he was also thinking, get the hell out of here. But his conscientious actions gave me a minute to think myself, and I thought, I think I have my work phone on me. And I reached inside my pants pocket and pulled out my emergency satellite phone. I pushed the button for that phone, turned around, and quickly began to record what was going on in front of me. Luckily, I had ran just enough out of the way that I was out of the range of the tentacles. The creature was slamming back and forth, hitting cars, people running in every direction, and crushing the front of the store. The store doors and the opening to the Walmart were completely collapsed. It was literally tearing the Walmart store apart, and it was using a car wrapped in one of its tentacles as a hammer to land blow after blow onto the roof of the Walmart, and more and more of the store was collapsing. I took a quick 10 to 15 second video and clicked send to the emergency uplink. This was an immediate message to my team that I was in trouble, 
They knew my GPS location, and they knew what I was dealing with. This would give a quick response team time to adjust what they needed to do by the time they got there. Several minutes passed. The police were now arriving and immediately took up positions and fired on the creature. It ignored all of their attacks. It had basically traveled halfway through the actual Walmart store. Luckily, 95 to 100%, depending on who you ask, of the customers and workers at Walmart were able to exit the store from different places away from the creature. It, she, whatever it was, was slow-moving, but it was totally destructive, crushing the store, literally carving a path through it. Having no idea what this creature was there for, or what it was wanting, suddenly some fighter jets appeared over my location. The quick response team was on its way. They were taking evasive action, making sure to circle and figure out what was going on before they made contact. When they decided to take a definitive action, I suddenly realized what the creature wanted. In its tentacle, as dainty as you could imagine, all this destruction, all of this damage, all of this death and injury and disaster around me, the creature lifted the tiniest gallon of milk in the very end of its tentacle and literally turned around and started heading back towards the parking lot. I pushed a hold button on my emergency phone. There were commands I could send that were non-verbal and it would give whoever was there the command to wait 60 seconds before they took action. The planes pulled out of their striking dive and circled one more time, making a wide arc around the Walmart area. The creature came out of the store. It exited the damage that it had created, and it slowly started to collapse upon itself turning back into the human being that it once was all this time pointing to with the other police to the situation getting everybody on the same page they stopped firing their guns they stopped taking up positions to fire more and they just stared at what I was pointing at and sure as hell had came to earth, the creature was turning back into a human, holding this gallon of milk as dainty in its arm as you could imagine. Once the transformation was complete, this creature just stood there in the form of a human being, 
literally walked across the parking lot, found her flip-flops, and put them back on, picked up her purse, pulled out her keys, and assumed she was just going to drive home. I walked up to her and I said, you do know you can't leave. You know you've got to come with us, right? And this creature turned to me and said, oh really? Really? And who's going to stop me? The police chief and I and several other officers lowered our guns Are you going to stop me, she said to the police. How about you, to another officer? Not kidding, she walked away. One officer said, should we, should we, should we? And the chief said, no. We watched her get in her car. We watched her back up. We watched her leave. Milk in hand. I looked at the police chief and said, Oh, there's my car. I'll tell you what, I'll see you later. And I got in my car and I left. I filed a report when I got home. I explained everything to my superiors, and they said they would send a follow-up therapist and doctor to this woman's home. They obviously were able to track her back to her home and try to resolve the issue in a more peaceful manner. And I said, I really think that would be a good idea. I recommend that. And I turned on my TV, and I watched some comedy shows, and then I went to bed. And that's how that story ends. Sometimes, you just let it go. And that time, I did. And that's my story of my... Karen Gone Wild. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Whale. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Whale. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardewhale at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.